Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Talk a little college hoop with Dan Dickow coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on the tourney and uh, his thoughts about Gonzaga specifically. Of course, uh, he he played pretty well up there for Mark Few. And we'll ask him about what he thinks about the evolution of his program. You know, who knew there were even greater heights to come after uh, the good run they had when he was there? Well, they sure look good now. That, that's for sure, man. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Of course, uh, former legend there at Gonzaga, longtime NBA player, current broadcaster. In fact, you've heard him on the Westwood One broadcast we've carried right here on the Zone Radio Network. He's Dan Dickow with us here on the big show. Hi, Dan. Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, no worries. Hopefully uh, you guys are doing well. Um, Yeah, there's no better time of year. And I actually, I like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday format. you know, obviously things had to be reworked in a, in a crazy year with, with the pandemic and everything, but I, I thought it worked well. How are your brackets doing? Uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've got two brackets going right now. One for uh, the company that uh, I do, I work for called SB Live. I think I'm in uh, second to last place because I, I overthink <laughs> it. And then in a family bracket, uh, my eight-year-old son is actually leading that one, uh, and I'm in like kind of the middle of the pack, and he's he's talking trash to everybody in our family. <laughs> Good for him. That's awesome. Hey, we were just let's talk about Gonzaga for a second. Um, you played for Mark Few. I was just kind of saying, who knew that uh, the the program would have several other evolutions and step forwards after the great time that that you spent there and how good those teams were. I guess my question is, what has Mark Few figured out that nobody else knows? Yeah, you know, I, I think the couple things about Coach View is he's never been a guy to look for another job. He loves Spokane. His family loves it there. Uh, it, that area fits what he loves to do when he's not competing like crazy at practice or in games, and, and that's kind of be outside and, and go fishing and spend time on a lake. Um, you know, I think that's one reason some of these other jobs that – you know, about 12, 15 years ago, uh, people were reaching out to him, you know, never really had true interest in. Um, you know, there was a couple schools that, in particular Oregon, I know that really wanted him badly, and there were others that did, but he didn't go too far down the conversation because he, he knew he wasn't going to go there. So, um, you know, he found a place that he and his family love. And then on the basketball side of things, um, he's got such an eye for – evaluating talent um and it's once gonzaga has kind of gotten to that level now of six sweet 16s in a row they've been to a final four um now he can take that evaluation eye and be even more discerning with it and part of the evaluation that i'm talking about is you have to be a certain level of athletic uh, to have a certain level of athletic ability to play division one basketball 
that athleticism has grown within the program. Some of the positional size has grown within the program. Um, but the basics to him of decision-making, shooting, passing, ball handling really have not changed. Um, and he's somebody that, that uh, can really kind of get to the crux of if, the, if a guy can do those things at the collegiate level, can they do it well? And what's their room for growth? He's always been a coach that, you know, has been able to pinpoint guys that uh, have an opportunity to really improve because of the other thing that he really evaluates well is love for the game and does he fit what they're trying to do. And a guy who people around here care about, John Stockton, uh, obviously, does he have any involvement in that Gonzaga program at all, or is he just sort of a, a supporter? Um, I mean, he, he doesn't have any day-to-day involvement, but uh, you better believe that he's around the program, program and is an influence. Every single guy that comes through that program um, at some point or another gets to know John to a certain extent, some guys more than others, because maybe they reach out to John a little bit more or their personalities kind of mesh. Um, but John is available. Um, you know, I look back to my time at, at Gonzaga, it was kind of coinciding with the end of his career uh, with the Jazz. And so my senior year was John's second to last year. And I had a light class load. And my my fall semester, right before he was getting ready to go to the training camp with Utah, I would shoot with John every morning for about 50 minutes. It was the exact same workout every single morning. Um, And then we would go into the training room and get our treatment, whatever was needed, and just talk basketball for about 30 minutes a day. And what college kid is able to do that? And I had that luxury and the ability to do that, and I think it really helped me kind of think the game, look at the game a little bit different. Um, but he's around the program. Uh, like I said, he's accessible. He, he helps guys out when, when necessary or when warranted. But obviously, you know, with everything that's gone on, you know, with uh, the coronavirus and everything, uh, he's not in the gym maybe as much as uh, this year as with, with guys in past years. Dan, is anybody playing well enough right now to give uh, the Bulldogs a run for their money in the tournament? Um, I like Illinois, and then they ran into a, a, a really good Loyola team that should not have been an eight seed. Um, Baylor is looking like Baylor looked earlier in the season defensively. Uh, and then Alabama, I've liked all along. Um, you know, their offense gets so much of the attention because they shoot so many threes, and that's kind of like a, a hot-button topic, the analytics of shooting threes for guys. Um, but they guard. I mean, I think they're number two or number three in the country defensive efficiency based on Ken Palm's numbers. And, um, you know, Ken Palm and the way he breaks his numbers down are as good as anybody analytically. Dan, is there a coach out there in the college game that uh, it doesn't get the credit he deserves? Is there a young up-and-comer? Well, I would have uh, I would have said, had you asked me this 48 hours ago, Shantae Leggins at Eastern Washington. Um, he just accepted the job at the University of Portland. Um, I think he's a, a really good up-and-coming coach. I think he's only 39 years old. Um, he's He played at Cal. He played at Fresno State. He was an assistant for a number of years uh, under Jim Hayford before he went to Seattle U, and then he took over at Eastern. 
they were poised to make a run last year, and then, you know, um, the tournament was canceled. They gave Kansas a heck of a run in the first round. They led for, for quite a bit of that game. Um, I think I think Portland is a difficult job in the WCC, but I think he, if there's anybody up for the challenge and can do a good job, it's him. Dan Dickow was with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone talking a little college hoop. Dan, how good of a job is the vacant Utah head coaching job? I think it's a really good job. Um, you know, Salt Lake City is an underrated city in my estimation. I, I really like that city. Uh, you know, obviously I've been there a number of times. Um, I was disappointed they let Coach Kristoviak go because I think he, he has done a really good job. I, I I do know that he hasn't gotten that big run that maybe a lot of people or alumni or boosters and fans would want. Um, but if you look at the landscape of the Pac-12, what teams have done that until this year, you know? Um, you know, so I was disappointed to see that happen, but that's the nature of college sports. Uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll find an opportunity somewhere good because he is a really good coach. Dan, before the uh, tournament started, Jake and I were talking about how the western part of the country uh, in college basketball was uh, slumping a bit. Uh, I think uh, maybe we had that discussion a bit too soon. Uh, uh, other than Gonzaga, it looks like Gonzaga's got some company in the West, teams who <laughs> aren't bad after all. Yeah, you know, that's, that is the narrative um, after the first week of games in the tournament, and you're right in the fact that that has been the narrative on the Pac-12 for a while. You know, I, I think a big part of it is, you know, nobody on the East Coast is going to stay up to watch a Pac-12 game at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. Um, they're not going to stay up to watch it. And then the second thing is the it's very hard to find the game. I mean, everybody knows the challenges the Pac-12 network has had um, with distribution. Um, but they've had some they, – Pac-12 has always had really good players, and they've had good teams. This year they've got really good teams at the top. Uh, I think if you look at last year's NBA draft, I think 10 guys were drafted. It, was a, it would be a surprise, or it was a surprise to most people, unless you really follow basketball at the college level and on the West Coast closely. Well, Dan, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate the insight, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the tournament. We love hearing you on our station here on Westwood One. It's great. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's nothing like the NCAA tournament, and to be able to be a part of calling games uh, has been a lot of fun for me these last few years. Awesome. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. There you go. Dan Dickow uh, does a bunch of stuff. Hosts a radio uh, radio show up there in Spokane, uh, doing uh, color analyst work for Westwood One, uh, all sorts of stuff. So thanks to Dan for so jumping he's, on. He's based out of Spokane now, huh? I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, his brackets suck too, apparently. Most everybody's except yours, Gordon. Uh, interestingly, no, um, no I'm, <laughs> it's total hit and miss this year. Uh, it's funny when you have these basketball experts, uh, college in particular, who's uh, who are getting beat by their eight-year-old sons. <laughs> I think it's happened to a lot of people this year. Yep. <laughs>